0: Now more than ever, people need to go within and plug into that cellular memory, plug into the divine source, detach as much as possible from the matrix. Hello again, everybody. This is James Bartley, and you're watching and listening to the Cosmic Switchboard Show. Today, returning as a guest is dear friend, Eve Lorgan, and we've got a lot to talk about. I really don't need to delve into Evie's um, CV because uh, most of my long-term listeners uh, are quite familiar with her work because her work and my work (laughs) coincide in so many ways. So without any further ado, Evie Lorgan, welcome back to the Cosmic Switchboard Show.
1: It's it's always a delight talking with you because we can just kind of be more open and relaxed about stuff that comes up. And uh, so today uh, we we kind of decide we're just going to go with the flow of synchronicity and, and how that connects with Actually, a lot of the work that I'm doing now. And and I think that you're discovering this too at this time in your life and what's going on in the world. So we'll just go with the flow as it's bringing us truths that we maybe need to unpack and that is important for us and maybe important for others to hear. So, and this is really something that uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, Recently, my work has been working with people with dream work and anomalous trauma. Which I don't need an introduction to that, but but really how we can use our dreams and getting lucid in the dreams and waking to lead us to a greater awareness of how the spirit of truth is speaking to us and how the awareness will show us whatever it is we need to know and become aware of so that we can um, really tune in and connect more deeply with that which we desire, which in my work it's like, let's connect with the most high Let's connect with the eternal wisdom in the eternal now beingness that we're connected to with the purity of goodness in our heart with a really good quality of love and wisdom and humility. And so, using that as a guidance to connect with and allow it to be revealed in a way where we can process this through like a support group and really learning to to work within the dream and understand more clearly how that's worked with others who have kind of gone through this process of recovery from anomalous trauma and how it continues to unfold. It's actually unfolding mysteries and unfolding a lot of really cool things. So so that's what I want to talk about, I guess. And then you can just chime in as as it feels relevant to what we've talked about before and how we've discovered this even with our own histories of having had you know abductions and the weird stuff and and kind of navigating through that and the whole process of waking up and really the conspiracy fields and the truth field and the truthers and ufo community and how that's playing out even now
0: yeah please uh proceed
1: yeah. So, uh, well, I'm trying to think what would be a way to, I'm going to use the parallel of what we've talked about before and that, you know, the people who have, um, inspired me and moved me the most, let's say in a positive direction, um, were people like Barbara Bartholik, our mentor and Dr. Carla Turner's work. Um, uh, my psychotherapy master's, uh, professor and mentor and therapist, who was, uh, who was a specialist in um, combat, post-traumatic stress disorder, addictions and trauma recovery. And he was also a Buddhist who had the true gift of compassion, where in his own work, and it was almost like uh, he was working an art and a mystery through the, the fullness of his compassion because of his experience, um, that he could just sit with someone for like 10 or 15 minutes And then that person will be able to connect on a deep heart level. And like the deepest issues of whatever needed to come up would just come up in his presence because of how he was able to work and be with people. So it's really a quality of beingness that is really emanating out in a strong way in in whatever that person is. So it's not really defined by their religions per, per se, but I think it's defined by a kind of quality of their heart and compassion and a kind of wisdom that's being guided by a higher, higher authority. And I'm just going to call it the father in heaven and the spirit of truth, like the Holy Spirit. And then how that will lead us to the place that we need to be and what we need to hear and how we can hear it based on where we are right now, so that we will go into the direction which I say will be in our highest destiny for who we are here in this world. So because there's so much uh, deception and trauma, and we're, it's like we're thrown into this upside down, some call it a mirror inversion world where uh, good is bad and bad is good, and the liars pretend to speak the truth and people, the people who are speaking the truth or you know like ignore it or called bad or you know bad mouthed or whatever. So it, it leads us to much confusion. Uh, I think the confusion comes. And this is part of my work, okay? Anomalous trauma is, is big and huge, and it actually, it combines a lot of different kinds of things that are outside the norm of experience. And I would rather make a statement that's related to, for instance, what would bring confusion would be a narcissistic abuse, long-term trauma experience where the person is in the presence or, or like raised by a parent who's a narcissist. And, or married to someone that long, or or maybe in a cult situation, whatever. And it that kind of abuse will bring confusion to your own ability to trust and trust your own feelings, trust your own sense of identity and your energy. So this is happening to us in a in a large scale in the world now, where we we barely feel like we have the what we can find to follow to really trust more deeply that internal truth that can be connected to on the inside and the outside. And so anybody who has gone through, you know, serious trauma and abuse, and I know this personally because I've been through it, um, and I'll use the model of complex post-traumatic stress disorder as defined by um, a therapist in Berkeley, California, named Pete Walker, And he wrote a book called complex uh, trauma from surviving to thriving, but how he describes and and makes it more easy to understand our trauma reactivity that shapes a personality in let's say four basic ways um, from the, the trauma response. Well, it's actually a reaction response based on what we have to do to survive okay, as humans. So he calls it the fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And many people don't, they don't get the fawn part. They may think, oh, it's just a fight or flight. And everybody's like really familiar with the combat PTSD and that, you know, with that image in our, in our minds. But in reality, there's, we're kind of morphed between a, a combination of, you know, sometimes it's more fight. Sometimes it's more flight. Sometimes it's just absolute freeze. And, and then fawning would be the codependent personality, which many empaths are like this. Okay. So many of the clients I get, and I'm sure that you've run into them, they are, they're on the codependent end of, you know, like they keep attracting narcissists and keep being abused and they have this empathic warm heart, but then they just keep getting frigging spammed and scanned and abused and like over and over. And like, what's up with that. Right. And so that's part of a, a fawn response. That's actually ingrained and the reactivity of complex PTSD that still hasn't been fully resolved and integrated and worked out in a true recovery process. So, but of course, there's many people being abused anyway who haven't really been through this. But when this is why the discernment gets thrown off uh, is because we're still operating from that personality shaping of the primary trauma response that we've had to survive in. And so in a family system where, you know, you have a parent where there's a primary abuser, alcoholic, pedophile, whatever, who like is the narcissist overt abuser type. And then we might have another parent who was the codependent enabler who was also being abused and couldn't really protect the children because they were still caught up like a deer in the headlights, which is freeze. It's freeze fawn, but those kind would be attracted complementarily to maybe the narcissist or kind of get stuck in it because of other circumstances. And so it's not always easy to um, get out of those kinds of uh, in relationships. If you have a family system and you have children and there's financial, I mean, you know, it's not as easy to say, well, just get out of it and just, you know, do no contact. So it's a process that has to take place. But I think the main issue that is the biggest stumbling block is how can we connect very strongly with our own internal resources of truth and the appropriate let's say trauma i don't even want to say trauma response so that if we're in the danger truly in danger that higher spirit of truth which is on this eternal now realm that is not It can't always be received if you only have a logical mind or if you're still still reacting strongly through the complex PTSD personality shape and this rigid identity belief system. And so (laughs) I think this is why so many fall into confusion. And we may, you know, and this is part of the thing, we're we're seeking out knowledge, like the truth movement, right? We got to find out everything about this, like whole conspiracy and we got to find out every single thing so it becomes like this mental process of almost overkill on a knowledge learning level but that can sometimes take away that pureness of the spirit of truth that we can receive if our minds weren't so dominated by an analytical knowledge acquisition that is being driven by um i say it's it's strong identity thing and a personality shaping that has been shaped by unresolved trauma or or too much mind control according to whatever culture system narrative someone is believing and then it basically creates like this hardened shell around you so that you actually can't hear your spirit speaking to you you can't hear the holy spirit and it's like um How can we open up that shell in such a way that we don't let the demons in and all the false spirits and all the false spirit guys, but we can only hear that which is the spirit of truth, how we can hear it according to who we are and what is our true destiny? Because it it gets very confused and it can get spin up upside down like that that game when we were played uh, spin the donkey thing. Remember when you're a kid and you'd put the blindfold on and they spin them around and then you have to like find everything and on this. you're dizzy and blind well that's how it is like in this world now like what do we believe and where should we go with this And, and all i'm saying is that um many people think oh well it's this religion or it's this belief system or it's this healing method or it's only this alternative medicine and it's not anything here and it's we have to perceive through this original eternal awareness that's connected to what i call the spirit of truth that guides us wherever we need to go for who we are, and so this this is why it makes it difficult because I can't say well you know you have to do this and if you just believe this let's say about Western medicine or even vaccines for I mean I hate using the word or pharmaceuticals or this or that if we hold a solid rigid belief about let's say the badness of those people because they did that to me and I have this personal issue based on the hypocrite who was. You know either a doctor or a dentist or a southern baptist or whatever right we can't uh beliefs belief systems that are led and by those trauma reactivity and the, the chip on our shoulder really right so in my work now um and this seems to be a real fun way to do things um exploring dreams and enhancing our awareness on these subtle levels and really connecting more deeply with what's operating in the subconscious, what's operating in our spirit uh, self that is, has access to this eternal wisdom, and how to decode it and listen to it and be guided and healing on a faster level than if we were just doing like old-fashioned therapy or uh, you know the old-fashioned way of trying to do something and, and have a quicker way of becoming much more empowered, but not through arrogance, because this whole arrogant thing is a big problem, even in the truther community. And and even in the light worker community, there is a kind of, this is where our spirit of truth has to show us all these different things in different ways so that we know to recognize it. And I think many of us have, you know, because of our histories of having been abused, we saw like the evil before we saw the good basically. And then we were shaped by, now we could definitely identify a narcissist or, you know, evil shit in the world, but we're still having problems connecting to, you know, a true love relationship or, you know, getting, building that light so strongly and that healing so strongly that we are, we have a a greater certainty and a faith. And when we hear the spirit of truth, we know where to go and what to do because we're all being tested right now you know, amidst what appears to be truth, but following only with a logical mind that's compartmentalizing everything may not be the way that you need to go. So, um, so I'd say, you know, exploring with lucid dreaming and also synchronicity. uh, This is a big thing that has been happening personally for me. Um, I was sick for months with something I just couldn't kick out of my system. I was poisoned the the summer before. I had cancer the the year before. I mean, I've been assaulted by poisons and illness and, you know, interference and being thefted financially. I mean, this was going on for years, like, and I needed to reconnect with an internal truth so strongly that this doesn't have to happen anymore. So it, you know, you can call it a test or an initiation where this was a great test to connect with uh what i needed to hear in whatever way i needed to hear and feel and experience it to come to a greater truth that is leading me in a, in a direction where i think is a higher you know our highest destiny and so it may not always sound correct to someone else but it's not about getting the approval of anyone else and it could be that you know you lose friends and don't get any views on your interviews or whatever a youtube channel but at this point in the game or in life i don't think we could afford to to make any more stupid mistakes let's just put it that way (laughs) i can't i can't afford to do that and and really being able to have that internal trust and confidence that's not based on a false identity perception but is really based on internal truth that you can follow with faith and really um get a bigger sense of that and it may tell us something that's totally opposite of what we're hearing in the world or in these truth or circles. And I'm sure that you've run across that lately, you know, like this is happening where a lot of people are being exposed, right? For you're being controlled opposition or they're evil agents, so they're part of the, you know, da, 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 da. but it doesn't always work in your favor to do that. Um, so I don't know what you have to say about that, because I'm sure that you've run across that in your work, where you're, you're getting too much of that, and now you need to like really assess differently, or assess in a, in a more inclusive way, which will allow that spirit of truth to continue working, even if what we always thought was true maybe 10 years ago is definitely morphing into something not so well-defined that we thought was, and now is not so, it's not so clear. Um, So it's not a a dogmatic thing, and it's not an analytical thing that only the logical mind will try to grasp onto. It's something else that seems to be elusive. And it is also something that has come up in my work with certain kinds of clients. And I see this more primarily with women, but it, it happens with men. Men may not talk about it as much, but... And we've talked about this before, so it's not a, a mystery, but it's a certain type of person who, for one reason or another, has a quality that is of interest to whether it's the aliens who are abducting them throughout their life or interfering or uh, in one of these my lab projects or and maybe it's just the family they're born in and all this weird stuff happens in such a way that they're an unusual person who has qualities and abilities. And there's something there that some force, sometimes we can identify, you know, the groups that want to hijack and corrupt or control those people who have a certain quality that is not in the bell curve of humanity. And so I Another way we define this with others, and they may use different terms, right? We called it original awareness or original eternal wisdom that can be accessed so that you have the ability to basically see things for what they are, even though the outer appearance is maybe even the opposite. So that's what we want to work with in in the lucid dreaming and the dream work so that we're able to get those signals much stronger and clearer based on how we understand ourselves and our subconscious mind and what's going on in the astral and what's going on um, with your higher connection to the divine. And I, I use Jesus Christ as my model and, and the recognition of truth that came to me in my personal life when I was like in my early 20s even, even though I had like learned and practiced, you know, channeling and you know meditation and this and that and like the whole new age, nine yards. I did the circuitous route because I had to find out the truth based on a, a personal, I'm going to call it an experience, but it really what it really was is I think an act of grace through the power of the truth behind whoever Jesus Christ is in, in the Bible, whoever he was, what he represented, and his, the essence of his frequency. We call it the Christ current, positive Christ current. And this is what Barbara Bartholick called it. Following that Christ current, how it's going to reveal itself to you in however way you can receive it, and that be your anchor which puts you in that destiny of what's in your highest and best good. So for me, it was the truth of Jesus Christ that was revealed through an act of grace, and I knew and I recognized it's an act of grace, and also based on a a purity of intention to want to know and understand from the purest place in my heart. And almost in a, in a desperate kind of way. But some people are very, very driven to find out the truth. And they, they travel the world to find it. Or they go through every guru and every you know, religious group and sometimes come up even more confused. So all I will say is that follow that deeper root that will lead you to what I call a realization that is beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's not just a belief system. It's not just an experience. It is a deeply realized essence of beingness that is eternal and good and wonderful and probably what Jesus Christ was exemplifying and trying to get us to, to, to get and then follow the path which leads to that deeper realization all the time. So for me, that that's what it was. And then, um, then I, you know, kind of fell off the path through my own trauma victimization. And that complex PTSD, which kept, you know, getting me over and over again in these like narcissistic abuse, or even like sorcerer attacks and getting caught up in the wrong group and getting scammed and getting, oh my goodness, it's like, I can't believe this. Do I have a sign on my head that says, you know, abuse me, (laughs) which is, you know, sometimes it feels that way when you become targeted as well for, for actually saying the right thing. And then don't, not even knowing that you revealed a mystery that someone doesn't want you to reveal because they already they already have a handle on some of these people in the world based on frequency or something that happens to them even in their childhood and they may not be people who have big youtube channels they may be people who don't even like say anything but when i work with people and then i see like the history and the experiences they're having i could recognize oh that's one of them that's why this is happening to them they're one of the unusual ones that Somebody somewhere in these hierarchical groups that are human and non-human in this hyper-dimensional, interdimensional interference way that something knows and has honed onto them to just squash them like a bug so that their true light, their true power, their true beingness can't take sprout and and to be the fullness of who they are. And so, you know, there's a lot of narcissists and predators who are run by demonic and dark forces and false light, Luciferian forces, which appears like the, what I call the white checkerboard square Luciferian path. And it has a lot of light to it. It may have a lot of um, powers. It may have you know amazing wisdom and intelligence, but there's a, there's a stench to it, okay? And some people could actually even smell spirits, by the way, and that, that's something that actually has come up Um, recently for me and others where we have, we may have spiritual gifts that, that tell us things and how we can really um, just deepen that signal inside of us and being able to share openly in a safe place so that we can, we can support one another in that deeper connection because there's a lot of deception. There's a lot of abuse going on. And, and I I could tell you that there's People who have, you know, gone the ends of the earth and and advanced like meditation practices or high level Tantra or, you know, fantastic yogis or people who are basically like nuns and priests and um, have come up with sometimes greater confusion that what they always thought or were told, but let's say by a high level guru who appears to be some super duper one who has these abilities and they kind of find out or they're fricking predator on these high levels and they keep going after certain kinds of people certain kinds of women and so this has come up so much Then, like there's something real about this that has gone on in the history of this planet that kind of goes back to why do they keep doing this to this kind of a person and also and I'm kind of rambling on here, and you can interrupt at any time. But this is something that I noticed, even let's say in the biblical scriptures and in, in the New Testament, and what Jesus came to do, and probably a lot of the other ones who have said the thing about, well, like, you know, generosity and helping orphans and widows, right? And why is it that at least seventy percent, if not more, now of the world's who are in the deepest poverty and you know have great needs. That are not being met are women and children, orphans and widows. Okay. And it's, it has been a problem for thousands of years. And this was even true in like Jesus' time and before that. So why? Why does this continue to be a problem? And why can't we support? And uh, well, this is what the whole New Testament with some of the apostles like like the whole of it was loving your neighbor as yourself and, and helping widows and orphans and those people in distress, which is a true act of generosity guided by the wisdom of the Holy spirit. So like, for example, they call it, you know, um, not just giving people fish, but teaching them how to fish or teaching them how to uh, do the healing process, integration process, connecting with that truth so that it builds in you though, that, that wisdom and that power over time. So, and it's not a, it's not a black and white thing, but it is something that I think you've realized in your life too, James. I mean, how it was shown to us so that we could follow that current. And it's not always a popular opinion. In fact, I believe that it it's never going to be the popular opinion of the majority in this realm, earth realm. And it may never have been the popular opinion. So it's never going to be a big movement. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Uh, I agree with you in in all respects. uh, This planet is held in thrall by a global Luciferian cult, all across the board. So all of the uh, aspects, these dark, sordid, evil aspects that were sub rosa for now for most of the recent past going back centuries has now bubbled up to the surface in, in various forms, but it's all an outward manifestation of this draconian Orion reptilian Babylonian cult is what it amounts to. And the unresolved trauma and the, uh, the stunted healing process has affected a lot of people. And I'm seeing it all the time in the so-called truth community. It, it, what I'm gonna relate now speaks directly to what you talked about. Uh, there's a lot of grandstanding and showboating and shucking and jiving in the, uh, the truth community. Kind of like when you watch an NFL football game and, and a player scores a touchdown, they start shucking and jiving and dancing and doing high fives. And, and you see a lot of that going on, a lot of virtue signaling. And I've said many times in the past that ego activation is a necessary prerequisite to uh, entity infestation, entity attachment, and ultimate hosting and possession. And what we see with so many of these so-called truthers is all this unhealed trauma being projected out. They've been so hurt by family, so hurt by institutions, so hurt by the media that They've blocked out, in an egoistic sense, they've blocked out that direct connection they have to that still silent inner voice of discernment and truth. For example, this tendency on, on the part of so many to label everything, that's a distraction, this person's a PSYOP, this person's controlled opposition. And it's like, well, what have you done? What, what have you done? See, what they don't understand is, and I think at some level they do, and certainly the entities working through them now, they are influencers. Whether they realize it or not, they are influencers, right? So when you have that level of unresolved trauma projecting out, and whether they have a Facebook following of 100, 1,000, 5,000, whatever the case may be, by projecting out all that unresolved trauma in the form of this narcissistic projection of uh, labeling others as controlled opposition, labeling this, that, or the other as, uh, as a distraction, they are influencing others. And in some cases, radically affecting the destiny, the future, the, the life of those people. Uh, let, let me draw a, a contrasting analogy. Imagine in World War II, a, a photographic interpretation analyst is looking through the, like their, their lens and the lens, when they look through the lens and they look at uh, a photograph, an aerial uh, reconnaissance photograph, it provides a 3D perspective, right? It, it provides depth and contour to the, to the regularly flat image uh, in the picture, right? So in our example, If the photo interpretation analyst is looking through the the lens and, oh, um, that's not a real uh, missile, a German rocket missile emplacement. Those are just like logs and and just camouflage uh, made to look like a a German uh, missile launch site. I'll I'll tell you what's not going to happen. The photo interpretation analyst is not going to go, oh, it's another PSYOP. I'm being deceived. I'm going to project out. He's not he or she is not going to wear a button that says, uh, "I was not fooled by German intelligence today," right? Which is what you see with these posters coming up on fa- on my Facebook feed. Uh, I'm not scared of nuclear war because I know that nuclear weapons is a hoax. It's it's, it's a celebration of ignorance because that just at a stroke just dismisses the the, the mountains of evidence that nuclear weapons, nuclear propulsion, nuclear energy is real right? I don't even have a time to get into that, right? But it's a celebration of ignorance because the default setting is, well, everything is a hoax now. So that relieves me in our example of the responsibility of the accountability of doing my own research, reading, studying, and allowing this, this intuition that we're talking about, this discernment, to guide us here and there. So in our example, you know, the photo interpretation, analyst is not going to have an emotional breakdown because he sees the Germans are trying to deceive him. Point one. So many of these truthers are so overly emotional. They get emotionally overwrought at things they perceive to be (laughs) distractions or psyops or controlled opposition, right? They have no sense of proportion. They're paradigmatic thinkers and they're hopelessly locked into the left brain mental sphere, which is a happy hunting ground for all these entities anyway. You know, our friend Jerry Marzinski talks about that. So they're not going to virtue signal, these uh, photo interpretation analysts. They're not going to wear a big sign that says, I was not fooled by German intelligence today because I know it's not a real missile site. It's a, you know, it's a camouflage uh, duplicate. No, one's, no one did that back then. But that's what we see now. It's, it's a celebration of ignorance. And these people are influencers. They don't realize it, but the ego activation is kicked in. And they have the potential to malignly influence a lot of people precisely because of they have not worked through all these unresolved traumatic issues. Yes. You were betrayed by the system. Yes. You were betrayed by your family. Yes. You were betrayed by every institution, every meaningful institution here on the surface, get over it and get over yourself. Right. And, you know, other things I, I was jotting notes down, uh, while you were talking what this global Luciferian cult does is just constantly gaslight us and then push insane, evil, atrocious abominations into our face and try to normalize it. And we're just supposed to go along with it. Right. And, and that enhances, exacerbates this feeling on the part of all these, these grandstanding showboating truthers. Right. I mean, I mean, look who they call controlled opposition. Oh, Alex Jones, he's controlled opposition. Yeah, how many millions of people have you woken up? And Alex Jones just got sued for like a billion dollars. That's taken a hoax a little too far if you ask me. That a person would just willingly allow themselves to have their whole lives turned upside down and utterly you know in the process, unless he does something and the forces working through him, the good forces working through him, prevents the process of utter destruction. Uh, No, Alex Jones has done a lot of great things. And he's had David Icke twice on his show to talk at length about the reptilian overlordship. That is not a limited hangout. That was earth shaking in its implications, whether or not these surface level truthers, uh, you know, uh, believed it or not. And that's the irony. This is why so many surface level truthers don't believe in UFOs. Everything is blue beam. And the whole blue beam thing was started by a French novelist. Don't get me started on that. Right. Uh, and you know, UFOs are a distraction, aliens are a distraction. You know why they say that? Because they followed the science. They trusted the science. Where have you heard of that before? Last couple of years? Huh? They trusted the science. The same button, paid for science that pushed all this crap down everyone's throats the last couple of years is the same science that told them interstellar space travel is impossible. Aliens don't exist. Impossible, impossible, impossible. Their default setting was intellectual laziness and a lack of even basic human curiosity to do the research necessary, right? So they followed the science. They trusted the science and look what it's got them, right? That's why I don't take many of these surface level truthers seriously. And you look at the people that they, they, what they like to do is they look for people that are really big in the field and they say, oh, because they disagree with one little thing or uh, maybe uh, these really big name people, uh, there's some th- aspects of their background, their research that maybe isn't quite right or maybe they don't agree with, but that's all it takes for them to label that person controlled opposition. We're talking about a complete lack of perspective. Again, if if one is an intelligence analyst, using the intuitive guide as as the underpinning of the process, besides whatever intellectual uh old school research uh, takes place. What happens is what we do is we, we take a, uh, a data point here, a data point there, and, and we don't make a value judgment or get emotionally overwrought as, as to the source of that information, that tidbit, because that tidbit, that nugget, that data point, it, it correlates into a, a mosaic right? A picture, a bigger picture. So rather than get all emotionally overwrought because this person, uh, you know, may, or may not agree with me, doesn't believe in UFOs, thinks the reptilian overlordship is nonsense, right? I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. If there's some information that I was spiritually guided to that that person has, which can lead me in, in another direction where I get more information that, com- that completes the picture, uh, com- completes the mosaic, so to speak right? That's fine. I'm not going to make a value judgment. I'm not going to get emotionally overwrought. And that's what happens a lot with these people. They're constantly finding things to expose as hoaxes. They're constantly f- looking for people that are, that are uh, controlled opposition, right? Like, like one of their targets is Mike Adams. Mike Adams is an absolute patriot and a hero in my book. And then I and then I say to all his naysayers, yeah, how many people have you encouraged to buy lithium batteries? How many people have you warned about the impending fertilizer shortage crisis, which is gonna have a cataclysmic knock-on effect all across the board, famine we're talking, right? How many people have you encouraged to buy satellite phones? No, no, these people that are essentially nobodies are, are going to find fault with somebody and it's all an ego-driven, narcissistic, entity-driven uh, agenda, right? Because these people generally don't have anything new to say because they're not old, old school archivists, old school book readers. And, and they certainly lack the intuitive ability because that, that, that function, that process of connecting with the still silent voice, allowing spirit to direct you, uh, it's absent it's either non-existent or has never been there in the first place. Like, for for example, what some of these um, influences were doing, right? And this all ties in with the whole uh, white hat kind of syndrome, right? Uh, And it happened in different countries, not just, you know, in one country. But they would say things like, oh, yeah, you know, um, go along with the restrictions, stay in your homes, just go through with the lockdown because at night, they're rescuing all the children from the dumbs from the underground bases so you know the white hats don't want you to see that so again it's like this emotional thing there's an emotional component to it and we all want to see the children rescued we all want to see them saved right oh so we're just going to go along with these <laughs> these restrictions and just you know live lives like you know uh, cloistered in, in our own homes uh, because we don't want to step outside because we'll disrupt the whole process of rescuing. You know, that's just an, a, an inverse example of what I've been talking about. Everything has this highly emotional component. And, and the people who say that are influencers. Okay. So what you're talking about is is key because so many people, because of the intellectual laziness, uh, the default setting, everything is a hoax. So that relieves me of the responsibility of actually doing research and reading and finding out for myself. Right oh satellites don't exist because there's a dome overhead and, and you know and, and just the things that i hear uh nuclear weapons aren't real uh, we don't there's absolutely nothing to worry about there will be no nuclear war well that's a possibility there could be a nuclear war right and to listen to the complacency the the celebration of ignorance the apathy that i hear it's and that is part and parcel of the, the malign influence of this global Luciferian cult, okay? And, and a couple of other points where this lack of discernment kicks in. When people do step up in the public eye or in politics or in the media or in uh, and lately in the last couple of years, certainly the last several months, more and more medical professionals and scientists have stood up and said, whoa, 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 I was a believer before, but now I've seen enough. There's things going on here. We're talking global genocide, right? What's happened also when people stand up in the political sphere? Tulsi Gabbard, she wants to. She goes from Democrat to Republican. Oh, she's controlled op again, like this this knee jerk, trauma based reaction, right? Well, wait, wait a minute. Tulsi Gabbard is talking about anti white racism. That goes directly to the whole concept of of white replacement, which is a fundamental plank of this whole new world order, Luciferian agenda to get rid of the white people and just flood the West with, with immigrants that, uh, you know, acid throwing gang raping uh, immigrants that radically will change society and culture, et cetera, et cetera. So what Tulsi Gabbard said there, that's not a limited hangout. Okay. When uh, I think her name is Merloni, when she came to power, when, when she became elected, people say, oh, look at her background, Illuminati, this, that, other. Okay, so, so no one's allowed to have a change of heart. No one's allowed to say, well, I joined these organizations because I was encouraged to do it. And then I looked around and I decided that it's not for me. Now I'm going to go my own way, right? Oh, she's a supporter of Israel. Well, find me a politician that isn't, right? Uh, she, she's for the war in Ukraine. Well, find me one that isn't. But look at her domestic policies, anti-mass immigration, the family, et cetera, et cetera. See, again, it's, it's this blanket paradigmatic thinking that, oh, none of that is acceptable because the source is all corrupted. There's, there's nothing good about it. See, that's defeatist uh, loser thinking. The great commanders of history, Admiral Nimitz and all the rest, they would not have allowed people like that on their staffs. What? You're just all this negativity and they saying, and get out of here. We're, we're trying to win a war, right? So, and you look at Carrie Lake, Ah, oh, controlled opposition, this, that. She's openly talking now about healthy soccer players keeling over and dropping dead on the playing field all over the world, okay? So again, there's no sense of proportion. It's just this traumatic hurt being excreted out and labeling everybody controlled opposition. And and there's just a few examples I'd like to point out to show that you can't go by somebody's past as a 100% benchmark of what they're like now. Admiral Chester Ward was the judge advocate general, the JAG of the Navy, right? And that's the highest ranking person involved in, in military code of justice, Etc. cetera, et cetera, in, in the Navy. He was, in, he was invited into the Council on Foreign Relations for years, right? And we know the Council of Foreign Relations is a Luciferian, is part of this Luciferian cult that's, you know, ideologically driving so much of what's going on, right? He stayed in the CFR. Years later, he wrote a book, Kissinger on the Couch, which I've read, I've had, and mysteriously disappeared. But he goes into all the stuff that he saw in the CFR and what Kissinger is all about. So if you're only going by past background, oh, Admiral Chester Ward, he was CFR. Yes, he was in there. He realized quickly there were a bunch of Luciferian commie nuts. He stayed in and he wrote a book about it years later. And so many of these truthers never even read that book. And then there's other people that have done similar things. They were in the system for a long time. And then they come out and they say, oh, (laughs) I was in there. I've seen it for myself, right? Uh, I mean, look at Karen Kingston and all the great work she's done coming out with all the patents and all the position papers uh, about the, uh, what's going on with the treatments and the nano operating systems and synced up with 5G, et cetera, et cetera, right? uh, Dr. Med- Medej, similar thing. She was part of the system and she came out. So this notion that anyone who was part of the system before, you can't trust them. That, that's a defeatist, Entity-infested, entity-driven mentality. But because it plays on the fears and the trauma and the unresolved, uh, you know, issues of so many people, those people who push this, this person's uh, controlled up, that person's, you know, just the psy It has an effect. Uh, but the thing about it is, Evie, that clearly there's a separation. We'll call it oil and water, <laughs> wheat and terries, whatever the case may be. Uh, anyone with any discernment at all will sniff out these people uh, that are like that in the field. And and you can narrow it down. You can see people in the uh, UFO field like that, the surface level truth community, the new age community. So many of the latter in the new age community, they've been utterly discredited in the last two years, right? Uh, Cause they went along with all these restrictions. They went along with all the other stuff and uh, they're the ones who are always you know, castigating us for being fear-based, right? For talking about the reptilians and alien abductions and who were the first ones to knuckle under you know, in a fear-driven mode were these new-agers, right? So, you know, just a couple more points and, and I'd like you to you know, take it and run with it. Uh, it. It's a celebration of ignorance and the I'm thankful because I'm generally a glass half full type person. So when a Tulsi Gabbard, when a, when a Kanye West, when a uh, a Merlone pops up, and Marloney's is now talking about the family and what do they got against the family? And we can't let unlimited immigration destroy our country. Look what it's already done. Okay, that's not a limited hangout. I don't care if she was in these organizations before, right? Uh, same with Putin. I don't care if he was like in, in, in a certain organization before. it's what's he doing now, right? And and the people who make all these accusations against others, one thing I know about them in general, they haven't had much real life, what I call real world experience. A lot of them never been in the intelligence community. A lot of them never known anyone in the military intelligence community. They never, certainly never studied it. They never studied the old spy, counter spy game. Uh, All that stuff. I I mean, you look another example. Manuel Roxas was a politician in the Philippines during the Japanese occupation. He was seen to be buddy buddy with with the Japanese occupiers. A lot of the members of the Filipino resistance, they wanted to, you know, (laughs) skin him alive, right? Well, it turns out all along he was sending secret information back to the Americans, right, about the Japanese occupation. So you can't, make, you can't make a value judgment. Oh, the guy seems to be, you know, lovey-dovey with the Japanese. Yeah, well, maybe he doesn't want to have his toenails pulled out. Maybe he doesn't want to be tortured to death and watch his family be tortured to death. And then it turns out all along, he was sending uh, secret information back to, to, to the Americans, right? And that's just an example that you can't judge things, uh, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. And, and so many of these people, because of this unresolved trauma that they're, they're projecting out. They don't realize it, many of them, but they're influencers. Every time they get a like, they get a share, they get a favorable comment, they're influencing others, right? And, and the things that they're influencing them, nuclear weapons don't exist, right? The, the, you know, uh, satellites don't exist. The earth is flat. I mean, it just, I mean, these are all symptomatic of, of, of a Luciferian cult that's just gain control of the whole planet. So I I know that's a lot to unpack there, but I'd I like your thoughts on it or or wherever direction you want to go. And, uh, you know, and the time we got left in this first segment.
1: Yeah, I went by fast. Yeah, I mean, your your understanding of military history and intelligence, counterintelligence is, is really good. And it's actually what led me to be a little bit more discerning on, on that level because before in my own life, I don't know, just going with my own life. I, I wanted to believe that the, the ETs and the aliens that that I had contact with and believed, even through channeling, um, were good. And I wanted to believe, you know, I'm a special starseed or whatever. And then they're here to help us and they're good. And I feel special now because that's kind of like taking on an identity of feeling special, wanting to believe the, I think it's a, a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. So I don't know, I think people are led if, if we have unresolved trauma, we're going to be more easily misled. And that's, that's for sure. Because I've seen people do that who are actually really smart and, but they have unresolved trauma that's still being compelled by the trauma and what else is attaching perhaps to that person and then influencing others in a certain way. So it's hard, um, but people do change. People can change and uh, grow and mature and, you know, be good people who have had histories that just, like you said, you can't really judge a book by its cover, but the fruit on the tree is important, right? And it's really the continued fruit of their intentions and um, how they interact with people. Uh, Yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to think where I would want to go with, that was a lot, but it just kind of re-encourages me to, to follow more deeply inside and finding that that stillness and that calm and that trustworthy connection with uh, with god with the divine with jesus with what will actually love and care for my best good and really being able to follow that and trust that and hear that clearly um, because there's people who mislead you or they, they think they're doing the right thing and then, they, then they'll throw you off and it's your own injuries that sometimes uh, cause you to be misled. And, and I don't think we, we need to have unnecessary suffering and that it's good to, to know when there's, let's say, a weed in your garden, you got, you got to pull it out and you got to have enough discomfort with that weed and knowing what that weed will do to your garden to pluck it out. So, um, so it's not always about tolerance either, um, you know, in your life with people. So, um, yeah, but this whole alien thing, I mean, um, it just disturbs, it's disturbing to see the things that I've seen and, um, knowing unresolved trauma is kind of driving them, but it's also, I think the inability to hear the spirit of truth because they've been so glommed up with gunk, both what demonic and astral and trauma. So they can't hear and perceive and, and follow
0: that well just you talking about jesus christ has triggered the hell out of people just me talking yeah. about tulsi gabbard and and mm-hmm. uh, merloni in italy and, and carrie lake has triggered the hell out of people because again it's that uh, knee-jerk mm-hmm. uh instantaneous emotional response right yeah, yeah, they can't they, can, they can't come from a place of serenity of harmony everything is in in their life is and this is exactly how this luciferian global cult wants it Everything is based on disharmony. Everything is based on uh, chaos and and confusion and and unresolved rage, right? So, and that's where a lot of this comes from too, because they can't strike back in any meaningful way against the system itself. So all they can do is lambast their followers, you know, being an influencer with, with, you know, all all their opinions, their biases and their thoughts. That's what it amounts to. If, If you read the post of these people, if you if you look at what they forward, everything is just whether they realize it or not, they're pushing certain biases, certain prejudices. A lot of it is just based on this actual, no actual real world world experience and no actual research. Also, the research part is the easy part. You don't have to go out and go through a, the, you know, all this hellacious, uh, you know, harassment and helicopters following you around and all, and all that stuff to know that this stuff is real. Right? You can just. You know, let me give you an example. I had Jeff Brady on the show recently, He's my newest podcast, and uh, you know, it was perfectly within his right to go to these UFO hotspots and videotape them and and see all this stuff, right? The next thing you know, this global Luciferian cult starts gang-stalking him, starts harassing him and and all this other stuff, and he was just exercising his, his First Amendment rights to go out and videotape this stuff. Next thing you know, the system that was there all along bubbles up to the surface, and and suddenly intrudes upon his life, and what we're seeing across the board now is this luciferian cult getting in everyone's faces, right, normalizing all this evil heinous stuff which which should be rejected out of hand immediately, right? but now it's just in your face, and because everyone's so um so traumatized, so shame based uh, they they can't speak out I mean, just look what they're doing to the white race how how it's being eradicated from history it's being eradicated from cinema it's being eradicated from from tv shows even tv commercials right that that's an in-your-face message saying we're getting rid of you you're not going to be around much longer right and so when someone like Tulsi Gabbard uh, you know speaks out against the anti-white white uh, racist policies that is not a limited hangout for people to to just just like dismiss her out of hand as, oh, she's still a Democrat, she's still this, she's still that, it's, you know, they, they can't see the forest for the trees. When Merloni is talking about, what the, you know, why are they against the family? What have they got against the family? Why do they keep pushing all this immigration on us? That's not a limited hangout. But for these people, these glass half empty types, these defeatists, right? and they are defeatist because they're, they're not bringing any hope to the equation. They're not bringing uh, uh, anything meaningful to the table. They're not doing any original research, actually, for the most part, many of them. So anyhow, we've reached the end of the really fascinating first segment with our dear friend Evie Lorgan. And uh, hang on tight, folks, because we're going to really dive deep in in the second uh, segment uh, for the members, because I've got some. Issues I want to get off my chest. But but anyhow, uh, Evie, uh, you know, tell us a bit about some of the projects you're doing. Uh, you got another group going you mentioned, and, and uh how people can contact you online.
1: Uh, well it's uh EveLorgan.com, Uh I mean, email, evelorgan at gmail.com. And then eveLorgan.com is my website. And I'm actually going to make a change where if anybody wants to get any of my books hard copy just go directly through me and my website because there's other booksellers and people who are making a lot of money based on the value of like the love bite book, for example, is over a hundred dollars and it goes up, but I'm not getting nothing. Right. So it's only these other booksellers who've, you know, got all these books and they could sell it through Amazon, but go directly through me and I'll give you a better deal. Certainly than the the highest or the lowest price of a used or new book on any of these other resellers, because, um, yeah, so that was just one thing I want to say, because I'm going to put up a post about that on my website. Just go through me directly. I'm sick and tired of people making money off my hard work while I'm living in poverty, ill. Okay, so.
0: Yeah, me. you know that lecture, <laughs> that lecture I gave in Roswell back in 2007, where I talked about you know certain things that have been happening in the last couple of years, right? Someone, probably more than one person, they've printed out a whole horde of DVDs of that lecture and they're selling it online it's like of course i don't get a penny out of it right you know what i mean yeah, right, but that yeah. that's an example and barbie warned us about this decades ago oh, people yes, people yes. are going to steal your information repackage it you know yeah. sell it and not give you credit and if yeah. anything some of them will talk trash about you but the, you know, that's yeah. the way this luciferian cult system yeah. works but anyhow we reached the end of uh, the first segment with our, our guest evie lorgan Uh, This is James Bartley. If you like what we do, if you believe what we do, please go to thecosmicswitchboard.com, sign up and become a member. And we'll see you at the top of the next segment.